0: You're now listening to The Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 263 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary?
1: It's going good, thanks. And I'm back on camera, as everyone can see. Um, I've been hearing some criticisms from from certain people who who like to throw (laughs) shade out there. So, you know, I got myself back on camera now. Um, I might even upgrade my camera Because this is like an old camera that I'm using But yeah, I'm back on camera And now people can't complain no more So uh, yeah, how you doing Rich?
0: I'm doing good And glad to have you back on camera uh, Also the people that complaining I heard they're working on a show Talk about called, uh, we're working on the logo So I don't think they are in any position To complain until they actually drop their show Shots fired Yeah, um,
1: they've been working on a logo For like for like five months or something now so that's we're, right we're, i can't wait to see this this show that they're creating
0: hopefully but. it'll be back in time it'll be out uh by the time cyberpunk 2077 2077 releases <laughs> Maybe. we'll see but yeah um yeah glad to have you on gary uh just to give everybody a heads up uh today's show once again is going to be just me and gary everybody has a lot of other things going on it's a very busy review season that we are pretty much coming up on. So we're going to be very, very busy. I know I have a couple of reviews that I'm working on. One that I, well, two that I can't really talk about, but I am going to say a few things today. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of things going on. So stay tuned because we'll have a lot of content. And in the future, others will make a return to the show, obviously. So next week, look, look, we'll definitely have some more people back on here, on this panel next week. But, um, in regards to the news, there was a lot of things that happened this week. A lot of news stories, obviously, is PAX West uh, going on right now in Seattle. Wish that I was at PAX West, but uh, unfortunately, you know, money is tight and times are, are, are pretty pretty busy right now for me. So I couldn't make it there. But uh, definitely a lot of things to talk about regarding some news that happened prior to the show uh, happening. So uh, before we dive into that, I'm going to let you all know what we have been playing. So, Gary, I'm going to go to you first. Let us know what you've been playing.
1: Yep. So um, I've been playing that game up there with the characters from there. Um, Overwatch. (laughs) Overwatch, of course. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, not much new to report with Overwatch, I think. Uh, They did add um, a new D.Va challenge to where you have to actually, like, they they put out a new D.Va skin and you have to actually earn it so you can't just like buy it with in-game currency or by buying loot boxes you know you have to actually win win nine matches to earn that skin and i thought that was pretty cool because a lot of people have been wanting that kind of model where you have to actually like put in work in the game itself to to unlock the skins instead of doing the loot box gambling or you know whatever the case is so uh, that was cool um the 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 most recent season of competitive ended and there's a new season starting in a few hours actually i think like two two to three hours the next season starts so i'll be grinding and competitive again hoping to get platinum rank again and maybe even moving up to diamond rank and you know that's that's sort of the start of where the esports hype begins where you know people you know, get recognized, especially if you're streaming. you like, if you're streaming and you're like diamond or grandmaster or master level, then you probably have a lot of viewers, and you're probably getting scouted for teams and stuff like that. Now, I'm not, I'm not that ambitious with Overwatch. I don't, I don't actually, you know, want to be uh, recruited for a team or anything like that. But you know, I just like the grind itself of trying to rank up in the game and stuff. So, it's, it's really fun. Um, it can be very uh torturous at times but yeah it's still fun i I love it and i have my little team as well so yeah it's cool um besides overwatch i've been playing world of warcraft just leveling up my character finally got to level 20 and i can actually get myself a mount now Uh, a mount is what you use to get around faster so you can see it as like a vehicle or something but it's not it's not always a vehicle sometimes it's just a creature that you get on the back of like a horse or some sort of mystical creature you know um so yeah I'm, I'm just trying to get rank up in, in world of warcraft so I can get to all the new content and stuff um I haven't actually got with a guild yet but I did get invited I declined because you can only be with one guild so I want to make the right decision when I'm ready um and yeah uh besides that I you know I haven't really had much time to I wanted to, to dive back into Shenmue because I really want to get to the second game, but I just haven't had that much time. You know, I was you know, Overwatch and WoW is just easy because you can just hop on, play as much as you can, and then hop off. Um, and whereas with Shenmue, you have to kind of dedicate more attention and more time to it and stuff, uh, because it's like a story and everything. So I've just been, you know, waiting. Um, I'm waiting for Dragon Quest and I'm waiting for Spider-Man to come out. And, you know, uh, those games come out next week. So I'll probably be playing maybe a bit less Overwatch and a bit less WoW just so I can play those games because those are some pretty high profile games. Um, I have to say I'm mostly looking forward to Dragon Quest though, but Spider-Man looks like it will be cool too. So um, we'll see how that is. But that's pretty much it from me this week.
0: Sounds good. Yes, uh, and I'll give a shout-out to Tatiana because I know she was going off when you were playing World of Warcraft. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you got you got to switch it up sometime. So nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's to, totally fine. I just saw that expansion coming out, and I saw that... I, I didn't know that you was into the series, so I was a little surprised to see that... Uh, that uh, that you was playing it, so that that's good. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I may have. I, I was never really super into it. I I did try it like once years ago, like maybe like ten years ago or something, but I, it never stuck. You know, I never stuck with it. Um, and I just because the new expansion was coming out, and because I know someone else who's playing it now, I just decided to start trying to play it again. So that's the reason why I hopped on and got mm-hmm. back into it.
0: Okay. Ah, that's cool. It's good. All right, so as for what I've been playing, uh, I've had a very, very busy week playing one game in particular. Uh, I can finally announce, yes, I have been playing Spider-Man. Uh, we will have a review on Tuesday, September 4th, uh, early in the morning. I believe it's around 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't quote me on that. But um, all I can really say about Spider-Man is... Uh, we're going to get into this conversation later on about some of the criticisms, but man, uh, people are very, very wrong in a lot of the stuff that they said about this game. And, uh, obviously, uh, I know that Insomniac has a ton of pressure on them to deliver in, in what they're doing with this game, obviously, but, uh, what they've done so far, what I, what I am allowed to say is, yeah, um... It's, it's A lot of things have exceeded my expectations. Uh, a lot of the gameplay that we've seen, that people obviously have been talking about, that has been a major, major point of emphasis that people have talked about. And I find that hilarious because about 95% of the people who saw those images and said, oh, well, the game is downgraded. They haven't even played the final game. They haven't seen anything from the final game. So, um kind of ridiculous that to, to go out there and have those planes without having played the game. But we'll get into that discussion later. All I'm going to say is I have a lot of things to say about the game, but I, I just can't say. because Again, we're under an embargo here, but definitely stay tuned for the review. And of course, I'll have even more to say when we record the show next week because that's the date of the game actually comes out. So stay tuned for that. But um, that's really all that I have been playing. There is another game that I actually just got that I am going to be able to talk about next week. So stay tuned for that.
1: I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of the topics later on, then, considering you've been playing that.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard, to not, it's hard to not be able to talk about this stuff, because, again, well, I don't want to be getting anybody in trouble, and I don't want us to be in trouble. But don't worry. Only a couple of days. So I'll have a lot more to say soon. And I am going to say some stuff once we get to the actual topic regarding Spider-Man. So stay tuned for that. So uh, let's go ahead. First and foremost, you know, I I hate to start the show off on this note. but We have to address this topic. Uh, Unfortunately, last Sunday uh, during a Madden NFL tournament, there was a shootout uh, that took place, unfortunately. Um, It happened on Sunday. So, you know, we normally record the co-op on fridays now so we wasn't able to really talk about this and address it uh i did want to say that um we definitely want to give our heartfelt condolences to everybody that was impacted by this because it's a tragedy something that should have never ever happened in my personal opinion um there has been some news that has come out since this incident and that is that ea is donating one million to the victims of the shooting so Gary, I wanted to get your thoughts on this first because uh, obviously it's a uh, very touchy subject. A lot of people I have seen, a lot of people have once again gone back to blaming video games for this situation, which doesn't make sense to me. But what are your thoughts on on everything that happened last week?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very unfortunate thing, man, and it's like you can't, you can never like really control something like that you you can't stop something from like that from happening because when stuff like that happens this is obviously an issue it's a personal issue that that person has you know and it's like you can never predetermine something like that you can never predict it you just never know and obviously after the fact people dug into the guy's history and they saw he he had tweets about you know certain uh like he he was actually siding with some of the previous shooters who did things like that you know he was saying he would hang out with you know certain people who shot and killed people before in in similar incidents you know um but i mean before it happens you would never know like you you would never think to look into somebody's background and stuff the only thing i could say is that maybe wherever this tournament was being held they should have had better security because I mean, when I went to the Overwatch thing, I mean, it, it's the Barclays, so of course they're going to have top-notch security, but, um, you, like, I would, you know, because my mum saw this news story and she she immediately came to me and she was like, isn't that, like, what you went to? And obviously she's concerned because, you know, like, I went to something similar to that, like an eSport, you know. Um, But, yeah, I, I think it's, it's down to the venue and the people organizing these events. Like, you've got to have security and that that's the only way you can probably try and prevent something like this from happening now as for ea um this you know this is a good move on their part you know they they should they, they definitely should do that they have the money to spend and you know a lot of people uh they they were unfortunate to lose loved ones and stuff like that so ea should definitely be donating and you know supporting the victims families and and everything like that so this is this is a good move on their part um, I mean yeah I, I don't really want to bash EA right now because that's a good move that's something they should be doing um, so I don't want to get too deep and you know start bashing them because that's a good move on their part but it's just very unfortunate and um, it, what's more unfortunate is just the back the, the backlash of this the, the stuff that happens on the back end of this incident because now it's like everybody thought that whole argument that always comes up about video games being too violent and gamers being violent and all this stuff you know all that we, we have to hear this whole narrative again and again whenever something like this happens and that's just sad you know it's, it's unfortunate but hey like i mean we we, we can't we can't focus on it too much you know the the incident is still very fresh and i think the only thing we should be doing at this point is just sending our condolences to the victims and just trying to move forward and hope that uh things will will get better in the following like the next wave of esports events let's let's just hope that people learn from this and they implement better security and you know they they start screening the especially the players like they start screening the actual people who will be playing more you know like maybe they'll force them to register beforehand and stuff if i mean i don't know how this was structured but uh they should definitely do some pre-prep in in terms of who's going to be playing and looking into you know uh i mean you don't have to do a full background check or anything but just just know who you're letting into your event you know uh because, you know, in in the case of the Overwatch thing I went to, these are all professional players. They, like, there's no way you know, they would do anything like that. So, uh, with this, I guess it was more of an independent thing or more of a, a lower end thing that that's available to local people so that they could come and play and stuff like that. Uh, and if that's the case, then you still kind of have to do some preparation just to make sure it's it's safe for everyone. Because you're going to have families and, you know, children and all sorts of different people coming to this stuff, so you have to make sure that all this stuff is going to be safe for everyone. So hopefully, everybody learns a lesson moving forward, and and this nothing like this ever happens again.
0: Uh, I agree hundred percent with everything that you said. Um, I also, when this incident happened, I also received a call from my mom because she thought that I was at this event, and obviously, I said no. I know I wasn't at that event, you know, I do live in Georgia. This event happened in Jacksonville, Florida. So I had to tell her, you know, calm down. I, I wasn't there, but I did see after, as I was talking to her, the video started circulating, going around, actually showing what happened. Well, it basically, it didn't show the graphic nature of what actually happened. It showed that there were players playing on, on Xboxes playing Madden. And then when it went to the screen, Of the actual gameplay then that's when you heard the shots firing you didn't see anybody getting shot but just seeing that was very disturbing and hearing it was very disturbing also so it's a very unfortunate situation um it really makes like you said gary security needs to be something that all of these venues get better at in regards to this stuff i know we went to e3 this past year well a couple months ago actually One thing i have to give e3 credit for the security was on lock you know we had to go through metal detectors everything they had dogs there that were sniffing the people to make sure that they didn't have any weapons so they need to have that especially at these events where you have a lot of crowds and you know just to try to assure or reduce the possibility of something happening now the one thing i did want to say and i'm not gonna stay too much on this particular topic i did see the media some of the media responded to this saying that video games were to blame for this and then right there i just want to say that right there shows the ignorance of some people who don't really know the information. because madden nfl is a football game the, the person that did the shooting this 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 was tied to the person obviously having other issues that they're dealing with maybe there were certain things that, that they weren't happy about in their life And they decided to take their frustrations out on others, which, in my opinion, is a coward way to deal with a situation. So that whole incident right there, people need to really focus a light on and understand it's about the person involved. This has nothing to do with the video game. Now, you can make the argument that the person lost the game and then maybe they were somewhat, I guess, they felt they needed to take action against people that they beat. But that's besides the point, because I saw the interviews they had with people after the fact. And they said, yeah, the person lost, but the person was already down. And obviously something was visibly wrong with the person before he even played the matchups. So obviously it it starts with the individual, whatever he was going on in his own personal life. Let it get out of control, didn't communicate how he felt. Maybe he did communicate and somebody wasn't listening. But it's an unfortunate situation. Um, And I would like to say that I hope stuff like this doesn't happen in the future. But at the very least, I will say I definitely expect there to be a lot more uh, security measures taken at all of these events now because of this type of stuff. And you have to do that because, again, you got to think about people who are coming in as public. You know, I mean, I'm not saying the public are bad. I'm just saying people that are coming to these events, you don't really know all the stuff you need to know about them. Anything can happen at this stuff, though. So once again, I do offer my condolences to the families involved. Uh, I hope that nothing like this ever happens again. Um, But we live in some pretty, really rocky, uh, bad times now. So everybody needs to be careful in general. Watch themselves. Um, But yeah, it's a bad situation. And as for EA donating the millions to the families, yeah, I mean, I guess that can help to some extent. It's not going to bring back the people that were killed. So that's the one thing that is unfortunate. You know, because every, everything that I've seen from the interviews, the people that were shot, great people, you know, nice, good-natured individuals. Um, they love playing games, so that's why when I hear about this type of stuff, it, it, it really is disturbing, but um, I, I guess, you know, like I just said, they just got to do better with the security in the future. That That's the only thing that I can really think of to add to that particular topic. So... Did you have any any other thoughts you wanted to say
1: on on this matter? No, I mean, the only other thing I'd say is, like, you know, I don't have children or anything, but I would like to think that I could bring my children to, you know, if I had them to a a video game event like this, a tournament or something, you know, without there being any issues. So they really do have to, you know, uh, make a better effort of making sure these events are safe for everyone. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, there's definitely going to be some changes. I-, I would say with all this stuff now, a lot more things are going to happen. If they didn't have good security for this type of stuff, they definitely going to have it now for every event that-, that goes down. So, but yeah, everyone has to be careful out here. You know, definitely be careful in how you conduct yourself. When you go out somewhere, make sure you're with somebody. Um, but yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation. It's unfortunate we have to talk about it, but we had to say something on it because I mean, it happened after we had already recorded last week's show. So prayers and condolences to the families involved, and um, let's hope this doesn't happen again. Let's see. All right, I'm going to now shift focus to another topic to get right back into gaming, and this also has to do with uh, EA. Uh, We received news uh, earlier, well, I want to say towards the end of this week, that Battlefield Five has now been delayed and is coming out November 20th. Initially, this game was supposed to come out, I believe it was going to be around October 12th. So it was going to come out smack dab in between Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So, Gary, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I know that you are a huge Battlefield fan. First and foremost, you told me that you're not getting Battlefield Five, So let, just let me know what your thoughts are first on the delay and why you are not interested in the product enough to get it this, this, this particular year.
1: Yeah, I, I, suddenly I have a really bad feeling about this game. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I used to be a, a Battlefield fan. I used to love it, you know, uh, and I still like it. You know, more. I, I would rather play Battlefield than Call of Duty. Uh, and that's always going to be true from from now on but I, I just got a bad feeling about this one and the the moves they're making and the way they're showing the game uh the fact they haven't shown the uh, battle royale and stuff like that like i just have a bad feeling and it feels like they're not c- confident with the game themselves um especially if they have to push it back so i have just a bad feeling and To be honest, I'm I'm kind of tired of these games anyway, like the Call of Duties and Battlefields and stuff. Like, do something new, give us something different. Like, you know, I I, like I'm at a point now where I respect games like like shooters like Destiny and Overwatch and things like that, like shooters that are doing different things. Uh, Because we've had a ton of these military shooters like for the past decade. Uh, You know, we've just been getting them back to back to back every year and i'm i'm just kind of drained and unless they show me something incredible that i have that i absolutely have to have i'm you know i'm just i'm done i'm i'm not that interested you know right now so and everything that they're, they're doing is just making me less confident in them so yeah uh that, that's pretty much my stance on on battlefield at the moment
0: uh, i totally understand that um so let me just go ahead and give a disclaimer right now. You know, I was on the co-op uh, right after we went to EA Play 2018. I still haven't forgotten about how horrible that show is. So everything that I say right now, you know, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I'm coming from a very critical bias standpoint. Battlefield 5, you know, the delay, I guess you could say, is good for EA, you know, because they think they will be able to sell more copies but I also have to say I saw the footage saw the game I have no interest whatsoever in this game because to me it, it feels like EA is sitting on a lot of other franchises that they should bring back and I know when we was at EA Play some of the games that we thought were going to be there weren't there you know we didn't see NBA Street make a return we did not see um of course we didn't see Battlefield Bad Company which I think would have been a far better game for them to do now because we already got Battlefield Four, not too, long, no, no, Battlefield One. We got that not too long ago. So um, I just, I mean, I was very disappointed in that show. So I mean, obviously Anthem. I know people was talking about that. And they was excited for Anthem. I will tell you, after seeing what happened with Mass Effect andromeda, I will be very, very hesitant on on Anthem until I actually get to play and see more from the game. But I will say that. In regards to Battlefield Five, I was never really interested in the game to begin with. Uh, now, I will say that there still will be people people that will pick it up in November because there's a couple of releases in November. I mean, I know Hitman Two is coming out, uh, a couple of games here and there. Smash Brothers comes out in December. That's like really the only major game besides Just Cause uh, Four, which will be out also be out in December. But in regards to the November releases, it's fine to move it out there. But my whole thing is I hope that people are actually going to have money by the time it gets to November, because October is absolutely insane. You know, you have Assassin's Creed coming out the same month, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Call of Duty. And I know that people looking at Black Ops are like, they're not going to pick this up. There's no way in hell people won't pick this up, because I, I, I know a lot of people love Black Ops. Call of Duty always sells, and even though it doesn't have a campaign, I'm about a hundred percent sure it's still going to do well sales-wise because it's Call of Duty. Uh, and it also has a battle royale mode, which we know is now popular. So that's all of those factors. But to stay on Battlefield, um, you know, I think it's fine for them to to to, to 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 delay the game. Do you think it's going to increase the sales? That's totally fine with me. But I know I will not be picking up Battlefield Five. I know quite a bit. of number of people told me that they are going to also pass on this game. So it is what it is. And um, hopefully EA does try to do other projects in the future. Like, I, like, I, like I've already said, Battlefield Bad Company, that, that would have been a great game to do because it gives you a break from the traditional Battlefield games. And I thought that's what they initially were going to do when they talked about the stuff in the past, which was going to be alternate between that and, and this game. I know titanfall 3 that's another game that's in development that'll probably be out in now, you know further down the road but um yeah i just i just don't really i'm not really looking forward to battlefield 5 i'm not excited for it so we'll see how it's received by the public once it comes out november 20th
1: yeah i mean like you kind of hinted towards i i i don't really trust anything coming out of EA right now to be honest like I they have to really prove themselves to me again you know for me to buy one of their products because Bioware used to be one of my favorite publishers and now like they've just been reduced to like you know uh crap basically like you know like uh, I just even I know they're working on another Dragon Age and Dragon Age is like Dragon Age Origins is one of my favorite RPGs of all time but I don't trust them to do a good job with the next one. So until I see otherwise, EA is on it is on my personal blacklist right now. Like
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's totally fine. Totally fine. I totally understand that. And uh we'll see what happens with Battlefield. Uh but like, like I said before, I've said this on uh previous podcasts. I really do hope that Anthem delivers because if it does not that's it for Bioware and I know a lot of people like no we jump into conclusions nah man I think that's it because Bioware they got hurt badly with Mass Effect Andromeda and even though EA says oh the franchise is on ice for now it's coming back it, that may not that may not even happen because if Anthem flops that's it that's it for Bioware so we'll see what happens we, we, we hopefully we will not have to revisit this discussion in a negative context but we'll see what happens Next year, when the Anthem drops, because that that's coming out in February, so we'll know in a couple of months whether or not uh, that game actually is, is any good. Indeed. So, so uh, let's move on to the next topic. Get away from EA. Um, there were two announcements that took place this week. Uh, one announcement that I knew about a long time ago. Obviously, couldn't talk about it because it was under embargo. And the other announcement, I had no idea. So first and foremost, we had Streets of Rage 4 announced, um, which was a very big deal. Uh, I will go ahead and admit this now. This game is actually at Patch West. The reason I know about it is because I they were trying to schedule an appointment for me to actually see the game, but I didn't go to Patch West, so obviously that didn't happen. But still, I didn't know that this was going to get announced earlier this week because they told me when it was going to get announced. So, Streets of Rage 4 was announced, and then, in addition to that news, we also had a, another like, I guess, a new entry in the, uh, Omni Musha series, uh, that was announced. Um,
1: remastered, I think. Oh, it's
0: remastered. Okay, see, I, I, I must admit, and I, I will just admit right now, I didn't even play the original game, so I don't really know anything about that game. Maybe I will try it out. We'll see. But Streets of Rage 4, I do know about. So, um, Gary, I want to get your opinion when you saw the brief teaser trailer that they showed for Streets of Rage 4 earlier this week.
1: All right, yeah, so there, I have to say a few things about this cuz me and Tony Polanco had a discussion about this in one of our chats and everything. Um so my first impressions when I saw that, I was like, are you serious? Like this is it? Like, you know, like this is what we've been waiting for for, for over 20 years. Uh, cuz the reason I said that is because it looks, it looks like every other like you know, two uh, D kind of beat em up sh- game that we've seen you know on on the indie marketplaces over the past few years or so. You know, um, now when I when I spoke to Tony about it and I told him my thoughts and told him I was a bit underwhelmed uh, with the announcement and everything, especially the fact they only showed two characters. Um, and he was like, you know what, like they this is completely hand drawn and they spend a lot of time making the making this hand drawn like the art style and everything now i, I just want to say this i i understand that and i respect that but um and that that is you know is it's it's a it's a really that that's a really pristine talent to to hand draw a game um and you know it, that is something to admire and respect you know i understand that, but at the same time. Just because it is hand drawn, it it doesn't mean the game itself is going to be good. Like I I want to see what's good about this game. Like what what should we be excited for besides the art style? Art style because I mean with a beat 'em up game, cool. You know, it, like there there's not that much of an expectation in terms of the visuals because you know what you're getting in terms of you know it's it's 2D style and everything. Now if it is hand drawn, that's a bonus because they, they, it will look very unique you know it will be it will look very different in terms of the visual style and everything but what's going to be you know different and what's going to be added to the actual game itself i mean i saw uh enemies that looked like the enemies in the old game and you've got axel you got blaze you know like i mean what what is what new is there to be excited for like because my thing is there was an indie developer who created streets of rage remake and um he he worked on this for like years and years and years like maybe like eight years or something like he was working on the streets of rage remake he even reached out to sega at the time and he got their permission and then he finally finished it you know he he had a lot of beta versions over the years that he was working on it but he finally finished it and he put it out and then sega came through and you know they 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 put, a, put out a cease and desist they took it down you know straight away even though they gave gave him his blessing before um and that game was pretty good i still have it like because i i managed to download it when it was up and that sheets rage remake was really good like you know you had all the characters you could uh, make customizations you can customize that customize that outfit you could uh, you could customize the bad guys and everything like that. Like it was it was amazing for a Streets of Rage fan, you know. Um, and I feel like if Sega was smart, they would have just bought that. You know, they they should have just bought that guy or hired him and have him make a Streets of Rage remake. Now this game is like, I feel like Sega is being very hands off, and that's probably you know because of the structure of Sega at the moment, like this is a different Sega than let's say the 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. So they're probably being very hands off with it because they don't have a lot of the original people who worked on streets of rage. So they're probably just like, okay, we have this studio. They've worked on games before. Let's let them do this and let them do their vision and everything. But I mean, I just want to, I guess I just want to know what's, what's going to be, is this going to feel authentic to the original Streets of Rage games or is it just going to be, you know, a new game with a sh- with a Streets of Rage skin on it? Because that's my thing. It looks like this could be, a, you know, it could be a completely original game, but it just has a Streets of Rage skin on it, you know? And that's, I guess that's what made me a bit underwhelmed because it doesn't feel like it was designed, Uh, it, it was first imagined to be, a, a Streets of Rage game, if it, it just feels like Sega went to someone like oh, I see you make games, you know um, could you make us a template kind of uh, beat-em-up you know, and you know do, do do some hand-drawn stuff so it looks a bit unique visually, but you know, we we want it to be Streets of Rage you know, and that's where it kind of seems like to me, it's like it doesn't feel like there was a lot of thought behind it in terms of you know planning like where we want to go with the story how we want to continue the story what's what's happened to Axel and Blaze and Skate and Max you know do they have all this thought out like do do they have a story fully fleshed out or do they just want to give us something with the streets rage name because they know that we're going to buy it you know um and i guess that's what i like i i guess the biggest problem i have is that i expected a bigger announcement than just what we got like Uh, that could have been like a 10 minute video or something, like just explaining the vision, explaining, you know, uh, that are they going to have more characters included? Um, And, you know, I just want, I just wanted to know more, you know, and I I just, I guess I just didn't get enough. And I expected more from a streets of rage announcement in 2018. Now, maybe that's the problem. Like, uh, I just wanted to hear more about it. So that's where I'm coming from. But um, shouts to Tony Because I know he's very excited Torrance Davis as well, I know those guys Very excited, and there, there's a lot of us who, who hold that series Near and dear to our hearts You know, um, so Yeah, shouts to those those guys But what did you think, Rich?
0: So I, I I think you made some great points Uh, I know that the game Is, uh, actually they said it's being Done by the, uh, the artists On Wonderboy, uh now, I will say this. For it being a hand-drawn animated uh, game, I have to give some credit to the animators because I do know having went to school for film animation video, that is a very tedious process. Um, so this this game is probably going to take a while before it actually comes out. The one issue that I have with the reveal, and I think it's an issue that a lot of people, because even you brought this up, why are there only two people that they show? Um, I feel like you could have waited till you had your whole cast of characters together and then reveal it collectively as a whole, rather than revealing it in pieces. Because, again, to me, the whole thing is that one thing, and we're going to probably get into this later on, I do feel nowadays uh, a lot of companies, devs, they show their games way too early. And then, obviously, when there's there's changes down the road, either good or bad changes, then it's very noticeable. Noticeable because you'll see people going back and forth over, well, this is what the original video showed, and this is what it looks like now, which we're going to get into later. But um, my whole thing is that with this particular game, I do think it should have been a much bigger announcement. They went for the reveal, show you just a quick uh, 45-second to a minute trailer, which is fine, but yeah, I do agree, Gary. It definitely should have been more in-depth. Maybe they could have... Taken the route that EA took at E3 a while ago the E3 went to where everything they talked about was a concept and nothing was was actually done um even then there was still more information in a much longer presentation when they did that so i definitely think if you want to announce this uh it probably could have been a much bigger announcement in a much longer video as you said Sega is is more hands off on this and i agree with that 100% because They've been busy working on these uh, Yakuza games, bringing these games to PlayStation 4. Uh, Fist of the North Star is also coming out very soon. They've been working on that, not to mention all these other projects that they're doing now. So I I definitely expect them to have a hands-off approach because they already have all these other projects that they have on their plate. But yeah, they definitely should have taken some more time to really have a great announcement. I'm not saying, now I just want to be clear, I'm not saying the game is going to be bad. What we can see much later from this game definitely could be fantastic, um, but I did think that the animation looked great. Only because I know it takes a takes a long time to do this animation stuff. This is, yeah, just to to do that drawing, just for that for that sequence. I would not be surprised if that took them several months to a year just to get to that point to try and do the animations for that particular sequence. But it, it you know. Ultimately, they do need to show us more, I think. Talk about the story. Talk about what players can expect. They have to go into more detail. So hopefully, they are going to be able to do that. I understand the nature of PAX. And because the company that is behind this game, why they will want to reveal it at PAX, that's totally fine. But uh, there definitely has to be more information given at a certain point. Because it feels like that announcement was made just to get people hyped. Let you know it's in development, which is great. But there's another game that we got an announcement for to let people know was in development, a game we spoke about last week, Shenmue 3. And that game still hasn't dropped. So, yeah, I think it's totally fine if you want to announce something, but make sure you have enough that you to keep people talking about after the fact. I think that's something that they definitely need to consider next time. see
1: yeah yeah i agree and like that's the biggest problem with this you know like it they should this should have been a major announcement like we should have got a lot of information a lot of details and you know we should understand their full vision like everything should be clear after you announce streets of rage 4 you can't just give us a little you know two minute video or whatever like you know like you have to give us more than that like people have been waiting for this game for like over 20 years now so you know so yeah, you have to you have to be more clear. You have to give us more to go off of, and you know we, we would have been cool with waiting another year for the announcement, like if there was going to be more to show, you know. So
0: yeah, I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to the game because I think about the nostalgia behind it. But, um, just have to wait and see how the finished product turns out. I don't think this is a game that's coming out. I It's definitely not coming out before E3 next year. I don't I don't think it is. I didn't get any indication of that from the trailer. Maybe it'll be out in fall of next year, perhaps. But we'll have to wait and see um, what else. And, yeah, more information is needed. More fighters, hopefully. It better not be just those two people in the game, because I can tell you right now, people will not like that. So, um, we need to see more diversity in the cast like and we did in if, the other games.
1: If they do DLC unlockable characters, then I'm done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's possible. Listen, that's that's very possible. That's very possible. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, let's move on to the next topic. And I guess this is basically just an updated topic. Uh, Last week we spoke about the rumors regarding Xbox All Access And it is now officially confirmed So, Gary, do you have any additional thoughts that you want to say on this topic That you uh, maybe alluded to last week?
1: No, I I just want to give Microsoft props for trying something new like this I think this is a, a really brave move from them And I think it's a necessary move as well for them (laughs) <laughs> um, and I think it's something that could really catch on to be honest. Like, I, I, th- I think this could really boost their numbers, boost their sales and put a lot more Xboxes in homes. Um, and I, I, I think it's a great model to try out for consoles. I mean, uh, I, c- I can't remember the price for the, the X-Box one Xbox one xi think it was like, uh, it's, was, was it like $40 a month or something like that? 40 to $50. Uh, and you get, you know, the X you get, uh, you get uh, the, the Game Pass, you get Xbox Live, you know, and with Games Pass, you get 100 games, you know, and yeah, you get like 100 games. So, I mean, that's a great deal right there, I think, especially if like you're a parent and you want a game system for your kids, you know, and you can pay it off over two years or whatever. Like, I think it's good. I, th- I think it's really good, especially considering people are paying that that sort of money for phones at the moment, you know, like so... If you if you're able to structure your your monthly income like that to where you can you know you can own an Xbox One X and you can own your iPhone uh, XS Plus you know whatever iPhone comes out next next uh, next month or whatever like you know like I think that's that's cool like you know I think it's a it's a good thing to try because uh, I think people have a problem with paying a lump sum of like five hundred dollars or whatever you know uh, outright for the console like that that can be hard like to just lose five hundred dollars like that but if you're paying it over the course of two years and you're just paying a certain amount every month then that's much more manageable and uh, i think you'll you'll begin to see more people buying into the xbox because of this model and i think other companies should consider trying it out too um and you know and this is something that can be ongoing so that When the next Xbox comes out, you know, they just add another subscription plan for that one, too. Um, And, you know, it could be a smooth, smooth transition into the next the next console. Now, going back to E3, I was one of those people that was very unhappy with them mentioning the fact that they're, they're already working on another console because they just put out the X. But this kind of makes it better because. I, I can understand the vision now. Like I could see their vision and their thinking. Cause it's like, okay. I mean, you don't have to rush to get that system, like the new system. Like you can just, you can get a subscription plan for the X if you really want it now. And then by the time you finish paying off the X, you can just go on to the next plan, you know, and, and get the next system. And then you can sell the X if you want to, uh, get the Xbox one X or something, you know, or give it to somebody else in the family. So I think, in that in that you know and if you're thinking about it like that that makes more sense and especially since it seems like all these games are going to be uh cross play now so like you can you they're going to be backwards compatible i mean you know so you can you can continue to play your games from the xbox one x on the, the whatever the next xbox is xbox two or whatever you know um so if they do it like that then it begins to make more sense as to you know everything they they announced the E3 and especially with the new studios as well uh, because if they're doing subscriptions like this, they're going to want a ton of new games coming out so it makes sense why they bought all those studios and there are now rumors and reports that they're, they're looking to buy even more studios so now this all makes sense because you know, you have Xbox uh, Game Pass and uh, Xbox Live and you know, you have this big subscription plan and you want games for it? Like you have to keep giving people games for it to justify that monthly charge. So it all makes sense now, and I'm starting to see their vision a bit more. Um, and you know, I think I think it's good. I think it it could be game changing, you know, for them. So that's my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, um, I personally think it's a. I, I mean, I also think it was a great move by Microsoft. Like I got, like I had mentioned last week. Uh, I said it's a good move for Microsoft. My only concern was that I want to make sure that they have an investment in Game Pass, like having more exclusive titles, like I had mentioned. Uh, Forza, obviously, that's going to be coming late this year. Tomorrow, uh, Halo Master Chief Collection will be available uh, for those that have uh, Game Pass, so that's great. Um, So, But one thing I did see this week that I thought was interesting is I know that Microsoft didn't mention that they are wanting to invest in more studios. So the announcement that we got at at E3 was really just the beginning. They definitely want to acquire and get more studios on board to release more stuff specific for Game Pass as well as Xbox in general. So I think that is an excellent strategy because um, I think they definitely need that. You know, I think that will add more value to the service because, as, as I mentioned last week, you know, Game Pass is a great service, but when you have a newer game coming out that you also want to get and you're already paying a subscription price for this console and everything else, that kind of, you know, dampers things a little bit. Like, for example, say that I wanted to purchase Fallout 76. You have to buy that separately outside of Game Pass. That's not going to be available on Game Pass, at least not for, like, at least I want to say maybe until next year. Because eventually, Bethesda does put their games on Game Pass, but you have to wait a while to get that. So what I'm getting at is that if you want to buy a new game right as soon as it comes out, but you can't get any discounts with Game Pass, you can't get anything, you have to buy it outright. At that point, then it becomes a little bit more costly for somebody because you're already paying a monthly expense for the console, Xbox Live, Game Pass, etc. So I think it's a very, very good idea for them to invest more studios bring more games to game pass that are exclusive to xbox and then the service has more value that way but right now game pass is still an excellent value i'm just saying if somebody if i I was to talk to somebody and they was asking should they get an xbox one right now i would say if you can afford that monthly cost right now absolutely but if they was to ask me about the software that's on there i would say yeah, there's some titles on there. You know, Sea of Thieves is on there. State of Decay 2, uh, Forza, Halo. But I would tell them you need to research what titles you're actually interested in because then once you know what type of games you'd like to play, that'll help you determine whether or not you actually want to buy the console in the first place. But I definitely give props to Microsoft because it makes the system more affordable. It'll get more Xboxes and more homes. And that'll definitely help their sales numbers increase over time. I just need to see more of the software, more of the original exclusive software. But they're off to a good start, so i got to give them credit for this. And as you said, Gary, I would not be surprised if this is a success and Sony also decides, you know what, we have the PlayStation 5 coming out in a couple of years. Maybe we should also give this as an option to people who want to pick up the PlayStation 5. So I totally see that happening, just like what happened with Xbox Live. And PlayStation Plus, both services that you have to pay for now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic?
1: Yeah, um, I'm definitely interested to see how Sony is going to respond to this, especially if this is successful, Uh, because, you know, (laughs) they've got PlayStation Now, they've got PlayStation Plus. And, you know, they got uh, the PlayStation 4 uh, Pro, you know, so they could do something. And then we really know that I mean, there's reports surfacing that, you know, the uh, next PS5 is going to be, yeah, it's probably going to be talked about soon. So uh, I think it's, it's definitely something for them to consider doing as well. And even Nintendo, you know, um, I mean, I know they, they've, uh, did they launch their subscription thing yet or is that coming soon? the nintendo
0: um i i i mean i don't really know for sure because i haven't been playing on switch i do know that the complaint with that service is because you have to use the app on the phone so Mm -hmm. they haven't really figured that out yet um but i do think it is out now to some extent but they're still trying to rework it i don't know what nintendo's doing with their online service
1: Mm. well i mean nintendo you know they have a lot of valuable ips and uh systems that that people would love to you know to play and they have a, a loyal dedicated fan base so if they did something they would get a lot of you know sales to from it i think so it's something for i think this this could be industry changing you know it could be an industry changing move um and if microsoft are the ones to lead the way this puts them in a great position especially when they transition to to the next system so yeah uh i mean i gotta give them props for trying something new something this bold but that that's all i got to say
0: i agree i agree yeah we'll see what happens definitely exciting And once again give props to microsoft it's a great idea i'm just curious to see how the response is going to be for the people that actually do pick up the console and of course to see if there's going to be any other responses from the competitor so stay tuned for that all right so (laughs) let's move on now to one of the main topics for today obviously We got to talk about Spider-Man and all the criticisms that have been thrown at Spider-Man. So, Gary, I'm going to let you start off by asking some of these questions and then I can give some answers uh, on some of these topics as well as uh, my feedback as well. So you can start this off this discussion because I'm pretty sure there's some very specific stuff you want to ask based on this list that I see.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, before we get to the texture stuff, which is the talk of the town and everything. <laughs> um, so, you know, there there was another outcry about this game that involves DLC because the DLC was being heavily promoted, you know, and the game isn't even out yet. Um, and people see this as them taking content away from the game just so they can sell it as DLC when, you know, because if, if, if they've already finish this content or they've already been developing it alongside the main game why not just put it in the game itself you know and spider-man is a game that's going to attract a whole range of gamers like not just hardcore gamers that are used to buying dlc is going to attract casual people you know people who play fortnite and you know like just your general casual audience because it's spider-man and everybody loves spider-man so yeah there was an outcry about that because people were like why are you promoting this dlc to to sell it to us why don't you just put it in the game you know like we're paying 60 dollars for this game already like why not just throw it in there for us like you know and that you know i i can't argue with that but at the same time this is something that's been going on for for the past like five six years you know like this is this is the common thing now that we, we have to put up with like it, this isn't the first game that's done this um so you can't just you, you can't just harp on this game about it uh, there's like several other games that do the same thing you know like all these other publishers they do the same thing i mean talking about battlefield uh they used to sell the the, the battlefield premium thing on day one when you when you buy you know when you bought battlefield 3 and battlefield 4 They had like the premium edition that gave you access to all the DLC, and that was on day one. And I I remember I remember paying like 90 pounds for that one time. Like that was it was a lot, man. So (laughs) so yeah, like companies have been doing this for a long time. Um, and I guess they're making a big fuss about it because it's Spider-Man and this is a game everyone wants. Um, but yeah, I mean this. This is just the gaming industry right now. This is what happens, um, and I mean this is one of the things that makes me uh, is it, kind of like made me less enthusiastic about AAA games because
0: Uh-oh. it's just
1: it, you know stuff like this. Like it's, I feel like I'm not always getting the full value, and that's why I'm not ex- as excited for AAA games these days. Um, and I, I just kind of stick to stuff that I really like and and enjoy. Um, uh, I mean, games like, you know, Spider-Man, Red Dead and Assassin's Creed, all these games, it's like, I just, I kind of see them as the same now. Like, okay, a AAA company putting out another game to try and milk, you know, funds from gamers. And I'm not saying that these games aren't good, you know, because a lot of times they are good to some extent, but the business practices, it it really does annoy me sometimes. And I'm like... I I just don't care about DLC anymore. Like I, I've trained myself to just not care. So if these companies are going to take content out of the game, and you know try and sell it separate or whatever, I'm not going to buy it. You know I'm just going to play the game as they give it to me. And if if I feel like I didn't get a complete experience, I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to say I, this game doesn't feel complete to me, and I'm not going to buy your DLC to get the complete experience. So you know, you're going you're gonna to have negative reviews, basically. You're going to have a negative review from me if you don't give me enough content from, from the base game itself. And that's their problem. It's not mine, you know? Like, I, I'm not... Unless I, I really want to support a game and, you know, it, it, like Overwatch, for example, I mean, I originally got that game for free, but I was so fulfilled by it and so satisfied with it, I bought a ton of loot boxes that probably equals to... It probably doubles the the value of the actual base game itself, the amount of loot boxes I bought on that game. So so I mean, you know, if I want to support a company and I feel like I've been fulfilled and I'm satisfied as a customer, then I will support and I will buy DLC. But if you're just if you're trying to sell me all the, the, the DLC and all these expansions before I even play the game, I'm am not I'm going into it already mad. Like I'm I'm not gonna I'm going into it already thinking I'm not buying none of that crap. I'm just playing the game how it is, you know, on day one. And that's it. So that's my thoughts on it. That's how I approach things, you know, when it comes to DLC. So when Spider-Man comes out next week, I'm just <laughs> playing I'm playing the base game. And after I complete it, I'm never playing it again. Like, that's going to be my mindset. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's uh, my mindset. So, yeah. I. I what do you think I, about it?
0: i i I, I totally understand that i think you make valid points across the board um so one thing i want to say before i get to spider-man i do know that that nowadays that there are some publishers where they will announce a digital deluxe edition of the game that's coming out and they don't really tell you what is in the dlc some do um in the case of Spider-Man, they they did say that the DLC is basically story-based uh, missions. Now, one thing that I can say right now, and this isn't breaking into any embargo, the campaign is pretty lengthy in the base game. Um, so, I, I I mean, what one thing I would tell somebody if they want this DLC. Obviously, we need to see how long the DLC is because they haven't really specified any of that information. You know it's an additional $25 if you get all three DLCs or you can get them for $10 a piece. But they haven't really specified how long the content is going to be. They just said it's more story stuff separate from the actual main game stuff. So my whole thing with that is that I would tell people, you know, if you don't really want to get the DLC, you probably should just wait um, and really see whether or not see how it is received once it comes out. Now, the only thing that I don't really like about the DLC for Spider-Man, they're releasing it at a time where there's going to be so many other games out. People may not even want to pick it up or get a chance to play it because the first DLC comes out smack dab in the middle of October, right before Red Dead comes out. So, that right there is is already an issue. The next two come out in November and December, respectively. So, my whole thing with that is that if you were going to stretch this stuff out, that's fine. But you make a very good point, Gary, when you said they could have just added all of this to the game, the base game, and gave you that. Um, I don't really know what's in the additional story DLC yet, because... They provided a little bit of details, but they didn't really give you all the information because you still need to play the actual story in the in the in the base game by itself. But I do think that um, I mean, one thing that I will tell people, and I'm going to also say this in the review, if you don't, if you want to get the DLC, you probably, you might as well. My recommendation would be wait until Black Friday or wait until right at the end of the year because. We already know that this game is going to be on sale um, because Sony always has those flash sales. They have it throughout the year, but they especially have their exclusives on sale towards the end of the year because they want to sell more games. Now, when I'm telling you this, that doesn't mean that the game is bad at all. I'm just saying if you want to get more value for your money and you don't want to buy this immediately, wait until it goes on sale and then you get more value for your money because then by then... I'm pretty sure that digital deluxe edition will be probably the price of the actual game the game is right now $59.99 it could be but um with that said I will say this if you do end up picking up spider-man and you were concerned about the length trust me there's a lot of stuff to do in this game a lot of side missions all types of stuff so it's not like you mean it, it, it may take you A couple of days to get through the game it's not something we're just going to be able to get through in one In one one we we able to sit down one time and play through the game from start to finish that you cannot do that because there's too much stuff that you got to do and then even when you're actually playing the main story game a lot of the other stuff that you can do in the city is always there it's always there it's always accessible some of that stuff you may want to do to take a break from doing the main stuff so believe me when i say there's a lot of content in the game as is right now, minus the DLC, but I can totally understand why somebody would say why they wouldn't put that DLC in there now. But obviously I don't really know what the answer. I don't really know what type of answer I would give to that other than they want to stretch it out as much as possible. They want to make sure that, you know, cause obviously there's a higher production value on the game and you will see that once you see the game. So obviously they want to try to get as much money as possible. So they don't really have all the content done or they want to push it out later to try to keep the game fresh. That's totally fine. But yeah, either way, I think you can easily make that argument that they probably should have tried to put all of this stuff in the base game, but that is a business decision where I guess Sony said we want to stretch it out a little bit and it's totally fine because this is a game where you want to play it, but some people may want to go back to it later. So they just want to give people another reason to come back to it later, I guess.
1: The easiest way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Um damn, but, I had something to say. Uh yeah, carry well,
0: on. Oh no, no, well, yeah, it, it'll come back to you. You can stop me anytime. But but yeah, in, in terms of the actual story stuff, the story deals with so many things. They, they they talk about so much in the base story game where I can see why they wouldn't want to have that DLC out because then you know, then you know, like one thing that we talk about whenever we record these shows, like when we do Power, this is a good example how you see they introduce all these different storylines into the season, and sometimes you can get lost with what's going on. Yeah. Um, I can understand why they wouldn't want some of these other stories to interfere with the base game because there's a lot that happens in the base game, um, and I, 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 don't, I can't really go into detail about the story per se. I'm just, I'm just saying though. You can make the case either way there's certain stuff that should be in the game like here's here's a here's a good example now they did announce the story missions yes but then they announced that you get also get the spidey costumes and the other costumes in this dlc i think that stuff definitely should have been in the base game without question the costumes yeah because you can switch that stuff out um during you know as you're playing the game at any time so um i definitely think that that stuff you make a case that that should stay in the game, but some of the other stuff, yeah, it's it, it, it's one way or, or another. But I can see how some of the stories may get a little little too convoluted. So maybe that's why they decided they wanted to separate that and take more time to really refine it. Because the story as is right now, it's it's a lot going on in the story. So I can understand from that perspective, but. I don't know because, again, I'm not a professional. I I don't uh, work for Sony or Insomniac, so I don't really know what this decision is. But my guess is to give people something to come back to later and not have it just be something where somebody plays it one time and then they don't come back to it. That's my only reasoning as to why they probably did that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if the game is solid and there's a ton of content in there, and the story is like you know super good, people are gonna want to come back to it anyway. You know, at some point. Oh, like, oh yeah. Like Last of Us, people were always going back to that game because it's, it was such a great game. Like you know, like this it's possible for that to happen. You know, or like organically if you put out a good game. But um, what I was gonna say is, um, you know, shouts to Throwdown. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start being like you know my my friend. <laughs> Brian Monjoma, and I'm gonna start just buying these games a year later when the Game of the Year edition comes out, and it's got all the content, <laughs> all the content in there. Like that's what I'm gonna start doing. So,
0: yeah, I mean that, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it's like I said, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, I think some people may consider that, but however, the hype is so high for this game right now. Um, a lot of people are gonna pick this game up. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna get. Season pass, they may just get the base game, but but either way, like I said, if you, if you get the base game, there is a lot you'll get a great you you will you know there's a lot there's a lot to dive into with that. So, but people have their own choices to make, so we'll we we'll have to see what they decide.
1: I'll be good. I'll just play Overwatch for another year until the the game.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, but um, yeah. So moving on to the second thing that people were outraged about um so yeah uh there was a lot of trailer footage for this game shown uh months prior to the release like we've been seeing this game for about two years overall and um it looks spectacular and it still looks good you know the 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 version that we're seeing now but people have been complaining that there's dumbed down textures you know uh the the puddles and the suit, the, you know, the, the shot where Spider-Man is, is hanging on the side of the building and, uh, you know, like just everything. All the detail that was in uh, the previous trailers and the previous gameplay footage, it's been scaled down, you know, in this version. Now, um, as someone who plays on PC... Like this is this is a common thing I see. I mean, like you know, I I see this a lot. Like you know, whenever I go from PC to a console version of a game, I can instantly see like the down downscale. You know, um, and I mean, it's expected. Like it, it's what's going to happen. I mean, they develop these games using a computer, you know, using a PC essentially, and then when they when it comes time to put it on the console, they can only work with what what. Uh, specs that the console has And it's always going to be outdated Specs because the console is old So unless the, the, the Console manufacturers start putting out Yearly consoles it's always going to Be outdated so you know I mean this is This is going to happen Um and I mean Yeah I mean It I don't know like it's just it's We've seen it happen with watchdogs You know it's nothing new like this is this This happens you know um, and I, I don't think the game looks bad. Like from what I've seen, I don't think the the version that you have on PS4, I don't think it looks bad. Uh, the only thing I would say personally is give me a PC version of this game. Like I would love to have the PC version. Like they need to do that. Like they need to release this on PC because I, that would be amazing. But yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Like what more can you expect is PS4, you know? I mean, I don't know what it's like on the PS4 pro, whether it's, Uh, super enhanced or anything i would assume that it looks somewhat better than the normal ps4 version but i mean it still looks good to me i mean what do you think rich
0: so i i i I am playing on the base playstation 4 i don't don't have a playstation 4 pro um i did see a lot of the videos the the claims that the people kept talking about the, uh, the puddles, puddle gate, if you will, all this other type of stuff, and the comparison of, of, of images. And I know that Insomniac has come out and said, well, the image does change because of the lighting and all this other stuff. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that maybe may not make sense to a lot of people because they're talking from a technical standpoint. Um, I, 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 I will say this. The, the game looks great. You know, I mean... I don't, I don't really analyze uh, these videos like everyone else, else out here because they're looking at the older footage. I think obviously sometimes a lot of these games do change over time. Um, we know Watch Dogs. This was a game that definitely changed. Significantly changed from what we saw. Um, there's a long list of, of games that you can say absolutely have changed. But what I have seen of this game, game looks fantastic. So, I mean... I, I mean, I, I don't really know what people are talking about as far as overanalyzing a lot of this other stuff. The only issue I have is that a lot of people they will see these screenshots and they will instantly come back and say, Well, now I'm not gonna get the game because I, I saw these conversations on Twitter and I laughed where there were people that were saying, Oh, I'm not I pre ordered the game, now I'm gonna cancel it because I looked in because I heard what someone said. I looked at an image and then that was it. I think that's a little ridiculous. Now, when it gets to that point, it doesn't make any kind of sense because I think everyone should have their own point of view. I think anyone and everyone should play a game and then determine how they feel about it. I'm not saying you look at what someone else says about the game when you haven't played it and then jump to that conclusion because I feel a lot of people did that. But um, I just think overall, when you see how much detail went into creating the actual world, when you see all of the stuff that Insomniac did with, with the game, I think a lot of people are going to, for the most part, they won't really have any criticisms regarding the way that it looks. They can pre- critique other other aspects of it, but the way it looks is, I don't really have any issues with that. Um, part of me wants to really go back and see what people were complaining about, but I already saw this, the screenshots in I have to tell you, when I got to those certain parts in the game, it looked pretty much the same. It it didn't look so dramatically different like that screenshot showed. So I don't really understand what they were complaining about. Um, But again, I don't really know how it looks on PlayStation 4 Pro because, again, I'm playing on the base PlayStation 4. So I don't have a 4K TV. Maybe they can see more detailed stuff that I couldn't see because they have the latest uh, TV or whatever. I I don't know. But um, graphically, the game looks fantastic in my personal opinion. Um, it, it so much... like, like if, you, if you've seen Insomniac games that they've done, in, you know, Sunset Overdrive. I, I love that game. That was a fantastic game. It looks great also. But with this game, I, visually, it looks good to me. I, I didn't have any issues with it. Um, yeah, like, I, mean, we'll, I we'll think see.
1: we're at a point where gamers are just so spoiled nowadays. It's like I don't understand why people even complain about graphics at all because literally every game out there looks good now like do you, do you remember a time where games were pixelated and characters looked like square blocks and you know like it was polygons at one point and like we've come so far and now every game looks photorealistic like every game has good graphics you know and now people would uh, you know concern themselves with the, the density of the of the pixels like, it's, <laughs> like why, why are people getting so like technical with this stuff like you know like i mean if it looks good it looks good like to be honest with you performance matters more than the actual graphics at this point like if yeah. if the game you know the, the how many frames per second the game is running out and things like that th- those matter more than the actual graphics and the, the the pixel detail the pixel density and stuff because every game looks amazing now like so who cares like whether it has less pixels than what's showing in the trailers you know like as long as the game still looks good and it runs good and you know you're getting the experience you expected story-wise and content-wise then what is there to complain about you know, like people just want to I... find stuff to complain about so
0: I I, I agree with that 100%. I I do understand that there will be some people that will complain about a lot of things, but I also think that you made the point that you you made earlier about if anyone is complaining about anything on consoles, there is an alternative to this, which is PC. We have already said multiple times, PC is the best way to play a lot of games. Um, This game is not going to be on PC. It's only on PlayStation 4, so... In terms of what the PlayStation 4 is able to do, I think it does a pretty a pretty great job at, at what it has to offer. Again, I haven't seen the game on PlayStation 4 Pro, so it definitely can perform somewhat better and even look better. It is possible. And also, if you have a 4K TV, then, yeah, a lot of this stuff is going to stand out more to you. But for me playing on just a standard PlayStation 4, the game looks great to me. I didn't notice any of these issues. And then, again, when you see all that they've done with the game, how immersive the world is and everything. I think when you get pulled into that, that actually is going to be part of the gameplay experience as well. So people should take that into account. But the main thing I'm going to say is the people that are complaining about, oh, it's downgraded in my opinion, so I'm going to not pre-order the game. These people need to actually play the game and then form their own opinion. Don't look at what everyone else is saying or what one or a few other people are saying, because we already know that this started with a few people saying something, and then after that, everyone jumped onto it, and it was like, "Oh yeah," but no, they need to actually play the game, see what it has to offer, and then if you want to critique it, then you can do so, or can do it as you're playing it. Don't go based off of what others are saying and be like, "Oh no, this game is horrible," because it is. It's, no, it's that they'll be totally off base if they made that that uh the, these the, these types of statements.
1: Yeah, and you know, you you mentioned you like you, you said it yourself. Like you know, there is another option. There's PC. If you if you generally care about gra- the graphical detail that much, you, you like all those people that were complaining. You better own a gaming PC. If you if you care about <laughs> graphics, if you care about graphics no. to that level, like you better own a gaming PC. Because I I don't understand why you're complaining if you don't. So.
0: Well. Oh, no, no. They, I'm pretty sure that some of the people complaining they own an Xbox One X. Um, and we do know Xbox One X does have some performance uh, enhancements over PlayStation 4 Pro, but the game is not on Xbox One X. So that's another reason why they complain. Because it's not coming to Xbox. It's only on PlayStation 4. I don't want to buy a PlayStation 4 for this game. So they could be complaining about that also. <laughs> yeah, huh? We'll see we'll see but um any other questions in regards to spider-man and the whole situation that you wanted to ask me about
1: uh that, that's pretty much it I mean the game comes out next week so I mean I'll I'll be looking forward to checking out and seeing for myself what all the fuss is about so uh, yes. I mean that's that's pretty much it for now and I'll be looking forward to your review as well so
0: well yeah uh, yeah my review will be going up on Tuesday uh, I, Like I said I, I will admit right now I will talk about more stuff but I, There's certain aspects I don't want to talk about I do think the story in particular It is very important that you Experience the story for yourself so I will not Be like these people out here that are going to do Spoiled stuff I will not say anything on that But definitely look forward to The review on Tuesday To give you a better idea as to what to expect From the overall product Yeah And uh finally let's go to the main topic for this discussion uh and i i'm very curious to get your input on this because i actually saw this video during e3 um max muller and i we saw the actual gameplay demo before anyone else saw it well there was some people that did get that invite and did see it during e3 but of course cd project red they finally re- showed the gameplay reveal footage for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven earlier this week. Um and before we get into what was said on that particular stream, first I want to get your initial impressions. What did you think of what you saw? Was you impressed or what didn't you like about what they showed in that presentation?
1: Yeah, I mean to be honest, I didn't watch the whole thing. It was forty minutes long, and uh, it's 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 really hard to just find forty <laughs> minutes to to watch something like that these days. But you know, for me, but um, I I watched maybe like ten minutes, and I was already sold. Like I was sold at like you know probably three minutes in. To be honest with you, like this is my type of game. Um, I already know what CD Projekt can do. I love The Witcher um and you know i i already respect them they're one of my favorite studios um and i already know this is going to be great to be honest like uh and you know i love the whole cyberpunk setting i've read a lot of cyberpunk books um and you know i i just i love the presentation of it all and it it seems like it's going to be a pretty incredible game um and you know i i just love the whole aspect of creating your character your unique character and then you know being able to just hop out in the world and do different things and i like how uh you know that even from the different uh jackets that you wear they give you different uh stat bonuses and things like that like it's a real rpg and uh, that's what i'm into so I, i'm already sold on the game i don't need to watch the entire 40 minutes i already know i want this um and i trust CD Projekt. Uh now one thing I, I do want to touch on is because I know there's a lot of talk about it being first person and uh I mean they explain why they want it to be fully immersive, you know. Uh they want you to be fully immersed in the world. And I can understand that, you know. Uh I mean we know them for making third person games with the Witcher, but I think for this style of game, first person really does suit it because I mean, it's more of a uh, technical sci-fi uh, hacker type of game um, and if you are hacking you probably want to be close up to the some of the stuff you're interacting with in the game like you want to have a full view of everything like let's say for example you have to hack a device or something you know or you have to uh, hack a keypad or uh, a, a, an access portal or something to get into a room you want that viewpoint like you want to be You want to be able to fully see the thing So that you can, you know uh, Do what you need to do to hack into it For example, you know like You have to kind of have that field of view I think, for this kind of game Um, Now a lot of people are saying Oh, but you can create a cool looking character But you can't even see them And I understand that You know, like some people like to put a lot of detail Into their created characters and stuff And it's a shame that you can't always see them Unless like there's a mirror or a cutscene or something, but I mean, at least there is the cutscene, you know, so you are going to be able to see them at some point, but I think I think this is best for this game, um, and if you look at games like Deus Ex, you know, that's a similar kind of style game, uh, where you're hacking things, and it's kind of that cyberpunk setting as well, um, it works for that game, you know, and, and I can understand why that game takes that point of view. Um, and people were saying also like why can't you switch like in bethesda games to be honest with you in games like fallout and the elder scrolls the third person view isn't that great to be honest like i mean it's it's pretty standard like you if you just want to pop out like if you're in first person and you want to pop out just to get a better look of things around you and see what your character's wearing and stuff that's cool but to play the entire game like a fallout or an elder scrolls to play the entire game in third person it's actually really hard especially when you're in combat like it's it's not easy to do um and it's just easier and a lot more smoother to do in first person so i can understand why they went with that viewpoint i mean they did they did great things with the witcher and but that's a fantasy game you know it's, it's different this is cyberpunk and it's a different game and they did what's best for for this game you know and i trust them with that so i don't have a problem with it being first person um and to be honest with you the way the game is looking i feel like this is going to be one of the most immersive kind of story experiences since you know mass effect like you you remember that feeling you had when you played mass effect for the first time you were just completely immersed like right away you were like wow i'm i'm fully in control of this character like and, and this narrative right now like i think you're gonna get that feel from this game um and that's what i'm excited for so yeah that's my thoughts
0: I, I would say that those some some great thoughts overall. Um, one thing I did want to say about this this game is that I, I did I do know that there were a lot of people that were concerned about the first person view. Uh, when Max and I saw this at you know e3, we absolutely were blown away. Um, so I, I wasn't really concerned about that. They did have a sequence also where you're driving, which was cool. Um, i i i I didn't have any issues with the actual gameplay reveal uh i i think um the main thing is that i was a little surprised that they went on ahead and they showed it because as we've seen in the past with the witcher 3 wild hunt we went to e3 one time and we saw behind closed door footage of the game and then they didn't reveal that footage until maybe a year later to, to everyone for everyone to see so to know that they would just straight up re- revealed that, uh, you know, this is right after Gamescom, I believe. I was like, "Well, wow, why, why, why didn't they wait? To ho- why didn't they just wait to release this at a later time?" So, I'm curious about that. But the game overall looks fantastic. I also like the setting. I received a lot of texts uh, after the video came out. People telling me, "Man, this game looks awesome." Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. So, looking forward to learning more about it now the question i have though we have to address this because they've made it very clear when they released the footage it was a disclaimer that said that this is how the game looks in its current state but it can change later and as we've already mentioned people are comparing spider-man how the footage looked before to how it looks now based on the images so on and so forth so i wanted to ask the question Even though CD Projekt Red Has come out and said This is how the game looks now It may change Do you believe that if the game Goes through any changes That people are going to now Come out and say well this has also been downgraded
1: Probably I mean judging how Ignorant people act You know I think there are (laughs) going to be Complaints And I I truly do think that there is going to be some optimization needed to put this game on the PS4 and the Xbox. Like they're going to have to optimize it to some level. Now, I'm not saying they're going to make huge changes or they're going to significantly downgrade the graphics. That's not what I'm saying, but they are going to make optimizations so that it runs, you know, because performance is the most important thing. Like I was saying, like we already know the game is graphically amazing, but performance is the key thing. So they're going to have to optimize it so that the performance on each console is at its best. And to to get that performance just right, you're going to have to maybe, you know, turn down just certain textures, just small textures, like just basically downgrading them to maybe a couple megabytes or something, you know? Like it's just small tweaks, basically. Like I don't think they're going to have to significantly change it, but just small tweaks just to make the performance better. Now, once again, I do want to say that if you want to experience this game at its best, get yourself a gaming PC, get yourself one of the new NVIDIA models, you know, since you, you, you guys complaining about graphics, you must be rich, you know, because you you can afford to to argue on the Internet all day. So um, I would I would suggest you get the latest NVIDIA graphics card, you know, which is going to cost you a grand and, you know, get yourself a 4K TV. And then buy the game and play it that way. And then you'll be playing it at its full, you know, full spec. How, you know, it's full maximum potential. And then you won't have anything else to complain about. And you'll live a happy life. And you'll live till you're 100, 103 or something. So that's what I would advise all those people who are going to complain to do. You know, if you are going to complain, just go ahead and do that. You know, Uh, but for us gamers who are, you know, uh, more understanding and more willing to compromise and you know everything like that you know the game already looks amazing so i'm, I'm not going to complain like i'm going to get it and i'm going to play it on whatever graphics card i happen to have either you know i might have a 1070 or a 1080 at that time so and i'm going to sit down and i'm going to enjoy the game so there you go yeah and,
0: and and i have to wonder to myself and and we have to clarify this just so everybody knows no nvidia did not pay you to say any of that information so <laughs> let's make, make that very clear you know this is the coalition this is an independent uh you know website thing here so we ain't get money like that
1: yeah, um nvidia call me though
0: absolutely um one, one other quick thing i i did want to add too was that this this game may not even be coming out this generation. You know, I mean, it, it's very likely that this game will come out at the, the start of next generation, which is maybe going to be within the next two years. I mean, the fact that CD Projekt Red would show this footage though, it, it makes me very curious as to why they would show this footage um, when clearly it says that this could change later. So, um, I'm I'm very curious to see. When we get a release date, I, I, I personally am not expecting this game to come out. Maybe until 2020 or 2021 at the absolute latest. I definitely don't see it coming out next year. But uh, man. well, we'll, well, actually, didn't we did speak in the past? Didn't they have a, they have a game coming out in 2019 and 2020? Correct. Did yeah. Let's talk about this.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's coming out next year because, and I say that because. I saw an article. I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but I saw an article that said um, there is a version of Cyberpunk 2077 that it, you can you can play it completely from start to finish at the CD Projekt office right now. Like,
0: whoa, 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 okay, uh oh.
1: You can play it in full, like the entire game. So I think it's coming out next year. Like, if they're <laughs> if they're if they're that far ahead. Okay. So I, I, my guess is they're probably just baited, like they're probably bug testing the game at this point. Um, and I, I think it's ready to go next year. So I'm going to say 2019.
0: Interesting. OK. Hey, I'll, hey, if that's the case, I'm looking forward to it. You know, just uh, make sure it comes out at a time where they're going to have uh, any other competition. Uh, pretty much late, later next year is a great time because the early start of of twenty nineteen is there's a lot of stuff coming out that we know February and March, but yeah, that sounds great if that's the case. That, that sounds fantastic. I can't wait to learn more about it. So maybe E three twenty nineteen we'll get a uh, we'll go to another presentation and we'll get copies of the game like we did with Witcher three. Oh, so
1: <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to go to E three. I definitely go pull up, <laughs> up next year.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, any any other thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077 or any other topics before we wrap up today's show?
1: Uh, that's pretty much it for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that concludes our show for today. Um, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, as I've already mentioned, you know I will have my Spider-Man review on the website Tuesday, September 4th, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we also have a lot of other things that are in the works. Can't really talk too much about it. Uh, I will talk a lot about the other game that I'm playing next week, though, because I should be able to say something on that by that time. But um, thank you all for watching. I want to give a shout-out to uh, all the Patreon supporters uh, as well as those that are watching live or listening to the show later. We appreciate your continued support. want to give a shout-out to everybody on staff, Mr. Jake James Lugo, uh, Max Muller, Tatiana, Dana. Give a shout-out to all of them. Uh, they do have stuff they're working on, so make sure you stay tuned for that because it is going to be on the site. Uh, a lot of stuff started next week. Um, and, uh, Gary, the floor is now yours for shout-outs.
1: Yep, so I want to give a big shout to our Patreon supporters. That's M Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers. We thank you very much for your support, and we are working on, you know, some extra stuff to put up on the Patreon, hopefully soon. And, you know, we we just did a batch of giveaways, and there will be more giveaways in the future, so uh, stay tuned for more information on that and yeah uh shouts to everyone else who listens to the show after we record and everything everyone who joins us in the chat and shouts to everyone on the staff you know tatiana dana jj uh you know max tony and the entire throwdown crew as well you know big shouts to everyone uh associated with the coalition so uh,
0: absolutely pretty much it yes um oh yeah and let me do one final shout-out I, I got to give. I want to give a very special shout-out to 2K because I understand that they had a launch event this past week for NBA 2K19, and nobody got the game at the launch event. So maybe they need to rethink <laughs> what the point of having a launch event is if you're not going to give out a game. But I had to give them a shout-out because I thought that was absolutely ludicrous. Oh, uh, yeah. It is what it is. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that's crazy. That's wild. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, we gonna have a conversation about that offer. But yeah, yeah. so
0: that's pretty <laughs> much it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good weekend. See ya.